Welcome to Growth Mindset University. I'm your host, Jordan Paris, and this show is all about learning the lessons we should have learned in school but did not, so that we can succeed in the progressive new age of business and life we find ourselves in today. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. When I first started this podcast, I had no clue what I was doing, and it showed. This podcast was terrible in the beginning, so much so that when people tell me today that they listen to early episodes, I cringe because it was just that bad. But along the way, of course, I figured things out and started growing as I was going. But I wish I knew these things in the beginning. I could have saved so much time, money, and just sheer embarrassment. Now I'm solving for all of the unknown variables of podcasting for you with my brand new course, How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster. Oh, and by the way, it's completely free. In the course, I give away every single one of my secrets from marketing to building a business around your podcast and monetizing your podcast without ads. I put a ton of effort into this course over the past few months, and it is extremely professional. And this is something that people around me said I should be selling for 400 bucks, but I said, no, I am giving this away for free. I couldn't think of something better to share with you. So for free access to my new course, How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster, you can go to jordanparis.com forward slash course. That's jordanparis.com forward slash course for free access to my brand new course, How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster. I look forward to seeing you in the course. Let's build a business around your podcast. I am extremely grateful that you are here with me today on Growth Mindset University. Just want to let you know that two times per week, we have interviews with the best of the best. New York Times bestselling authors, billionaires, the like, the most successful people in the world, people like Mark Manson, Naveen Jain, James Altucher, so many more. And I don't want you to miss these interviews. So go ahead and subscribe to this podcast, Growth Mindset University, wherever you are listening right now. One of my favorite things is when you reach out to our guests that we have on the show. So for example, if you enjoy today's guest, please reach out to them. Tell them that you enjoyed today's episode. Send them that token of gratitude. Like, look, I heard John Jordan's show and it was so good. This really impacted me. If you do this with every guest, you're going to start building a world-class network in record time. This is how I built my network. So this is just another way I'm looking to give back to you here. Just give you this little tip. So reach out to our guest today. And now without further ado, please enjoy the show. My guest today is Lauren Fickman. With over 130,000 Instagram followers, Lauren is helping people on a massive scale create freedom and fulfillment by building an online coaching business. On her podcast, Impact School, of which I was an early listener of when it was actually called the Millennial Air Podcast, <laughs> I remember that, uh, she's interviewed icons such as Grant Cardone, Ed Milet, Steve Weatherford, and many more. Plus, she's only a year older than I am at 22. I am 21. Lauren, 
Welcome. We're here in beautiful New York City. It's a pleasure yes. to finally meet you. I know, finally, and tell them the story about the DMs. Mm -mm. So it I was slid into in yeah, yeah, yeah. DMs. Yeah. Well, well, it was July 10th. We'll, we'll start at the beginning. July okay. 10th of uh, 2018, when I messaged you about your podcast with Casey Adams. And I was such a fanboy. And you guys were like talking about networking, like, oh, you know, send a send a message to us, like, like test your skills or like whatever. I don't remember it exactly. Yeah, but that's I, what we said. Yeah, yeah and I uh, and I messaged you like these long messages, and you would reply like one or two lines, long message by on me, and you reply, and then and I, you'd be like, uh, you said, can you leave a can you leave a review? And I was like, yeah, 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 and totally. Like what I what I do to you know when, when I what I say to people because like you have to ask. Yeah, yeah, you have to ask, and that's why you and I have so many ratings and reviews on our podcast now. So. That was July 10th of 2018. July 10th of 2019, you messaged me on Facebook because you had sent me a Facebook friend request probably about a month or two earlier. Yeah, yeah. And you said, uh, ever happened to be in New York City? And I was like, yeah, I'm there from time to time. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get there by the end of the summer again. And you're like, I'll be there the 10th to whatever. And I was like, all right, made some plans with some other people, booked, a, booked some flights. My family's up around here anyway. And... And uh, here we are, and I was like, I was like, damn, a year ago, I had nothing going on. I was a fanboy. I was like, wow, I made up a little bit of ground here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is, just that, a, yeah. that is just crazy. Like that story just goes to show how when you have your mind like on something that you want to achieve, you can make it happen in such a short period of time. There are so many people out there who just delay, 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 delay actually taking the action because they're like, it's so far off, mm -hmm. right? Now, who knows what your intention was through those DMs? Maybe it was to try and get on my podcast. No, no. Which is going to happen was today. But it, yeah, but that's that's crazy. Like, you just wanted to connect. Exactly. And now you're coming on my podcast. I'm coming exactly. on yours. Never would imagine. How crazy is that? And like the date, the dates being the same. Right. What? And let's think about too, when we were, I know you're still on Anchor where you host your podcast. I hosted my podcast on Anchor in the beginning, and the whole reason I came across you in the first place is I was trying to growth hack my podcast, as I told you before yeah. we got on air here. And I was fa I was searching podcasts, and I was favoriting every single one. I had like five thousand of them favorited, and I don't know. I mean, probably close to a thousand, like, or, or I mean, probably like five hundred, six hundred. I don't even remember favorited me back. It wasn't over a thousand. I know it that. Wasn't one of those. Yeah, I didn't, I, know, even know, I, know. I didn't even know the favorite thing was a thing. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, I've never so, seen that. So she was one of the ones I I favorited, my girl Lauren, there and uh, and and that was and I started. I was like, you know what? I saw her on the top charts of Anchor, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this podcast, and I started listening to it, and it's great. And now I, you know, I, uh, when I was on the way over here, I listened to episodes with Steve Weatherford and Grant Cardone, and. Yeah, yeah. They were great. So yeah. I applaud you on that. I want to make sure people can find you before we, you know, when people hear something and they I get curious. I always do that as well. And people always say at the end of the episode, they're always no. like, where can I, f I'm just like, hold up, hold up. The, Why would you not say at the beginning? The I host, get it. The host, it's the host job. Yes. To, it's not like, like where, where can people find you is kind of lazy. And, and I did that for a really long time. Uh, until a very experienced host when I was out in was San Diego. Yeah, Michael. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. He said the exact what? same thing to me as well. And that's, <laughs> that's, I was already doing it back then. Uh, but he, when he said it, it really reiterated exactly 
what I was doing,、mm. and it emphasized the importance of it. And yeah, he's very passionate about、Have、that. Have you met、well. him yet? Or you yeah, meet he's、him? amazing. Oh, okay. He's、Excellent. literally amazing. I like. I love the guy. His podcast is great as well. And、um, yeah, no, we're really good friends. He's hilarious、oh. because yeah, he, he, we we went on a tour around San Diego. You know, on those bird things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those scooters yeah, that they have、that. everywhere. Yeah, they don't really have them in England so much. And、um, we went on this whole tour around San Diego, and it was lovely. Yeah,、mm. yeah. I I met Michael when、uh, it was I guess it was a month and a half ago now,、yeah. and I was、uh, headed out to San Diego with a mentor at the time. Yeah, long story there. Not、Maybe. a mentor anymore. We we'll, 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 we should talk about that off the air. <laughs> off air.、Uh, but I he and my mentor was supposed to be on his podcast, and he rolled in with me and、uh, to Michael's house, and and Michael's like, "Why don't you jump in too, Jordan?" And and I was like. Okay, <laughs> I haven't heard that one, so, so I'll have to listen. Yeah, so I mean, I wasn't like a major. I didn't play a major role in it, but I was. I was there. I contributed some good points, and、uh, yeah. But the focus was on、uh, my mentor.、Uh, so I want to talk about why, it, from millennial era to impact school. Why did you make that transition? Well, the biggest reason I made the transition of the name of the podcast was <laughs> I came to the states at that time when I was just talking about San Diego and everything, and people would come up to me at events and things, and they would say, "Oh, you have that podcast, right?" And they just couldn't like pronounce the name. And at that point, I realized like I've just tried to be too smart. I've tried to think of something that's outside of the books,、mm. but people can't actually say it. Now, it wasn't an issue in England, but in America, people just couldn't pronounce millennia. They'd be like millennialer, like it was kind of like that. <laughs> and so, I was just thinking, okay, well, my, all of my other programs they have the word impact in them, and the, my company is called Impact School, yeah, right. And so I was just like. It just makes sense to have my podcast be called Impact School as well, because even if people, you know, aren't enrolling in my programs, I still want them to be able to learn from my content, and it just felt so right. And so I kind of did a little poll in one of my Facebook groups, and I said, like, which name do you prefer? And they all said Impact School,、wow. and they just said it's so much more on brand, and you know, I'm not even a millennial. I didn't realize at the time. Yeah, that's a big misconception. I know. Yeah, everyone our age thinks they're millennials, and I did too for a long time. We're Gen、no. Z. Yeah,、We're、Gen Z, as we say in England. Oh, yeah.、Wow. Isn't that isn't that wild? Big misconception. I want to point out too. Look at another similarity in that I'm growth mindset university. It's my mythical school that I made my dream、exactly. school that I made real, and your your school impact school that was a mythical school that you made real and brought to life as well. Yeah, and I love that you just brought that up because. The reason why I decided to call it Impact School was because <laughs> I felt pretty screwed over by the traditional education yeah, system, no, no. and so here's the thing: I just wanted to. I'm very, very committed to giving people actual, actionable, and tangible, just like you, ways of doing things that you don't learn in university or in high、mm-hmm. school or whatever, and I wanted it to be a school for entrepreneurs. Where they can and people who just want to develop themselves, learning, mentally, learning the lessons we should have learned in school but didn't. Exactly. Right. Same as you, huh? Exactly. It's so important. <laughs> it's but that's the problem. I think that it's it's a real shame because I think so many people will sort of discount something like my podcast or yours because we're young and because just 
everyone in society is so brainwashed mm. to believe that you need to go to school, then go to college, then go get a job that pays you well. Brainwashed. Yeah. And Robert Kiyosaki says, until you question exactly what you just said, go to school, get a job, pay your taxes, invest in the stock market, then retire at 65, until you question that, you'll be a poor person. Yeah. And yeah. it's so I true. I mean, you've got to pay your taxes, but in fact, yeah. I was at an event with him like a couple couple months ago mm. and they were all talking about how like if you... If you're smart and if you do it right, you pay no tax. Yeah, there's a way. Now, see, you, I, I Robert just, Kiyosaki using debt as money. There's a, it's a whole yeah. thing that I, I, it's hard for me to explain. Okay, yeah. I, if but. you have some good resources, I'd love to understand it because it's one of those things that we need to know about. We need to know. And it's really frustrating because I'm even at the stage, you know, I own my own business, but because I've never been taught how to deal with all that stuff, I'm getting hit with this ridiculous right. tax bill. And I, and, Similarly, it's a bit of an issue because in America, you guys have more transparent information on it. In the UK, we don't really know too, too much. Um, but yeah, I just don't even know where to start with it. And But no, I love Robert Kiyosaki. It was so mm. funny. I was at this event, had my camera, and um, <laughs> I had it in my hand and I like pulled it up and I was like, Robert, say hi to the vlog. Oh, right. And he was like, no, 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 no. And he oh, just like gosh. pushed it down. I was like, oh, I just got, um, I just got told by Kiyosaki. I'll tell you what, and I, I don't want to say anything bad, but I have seen, I've seen him on camera being very, um, you know, as much, I love what he teaches. Absolutely love it. Big fan. And you hear me talking about it. Yeah. yeah. He's right about everything. Everything. But as controversial as his opinion is, what he says is, uh, it's, it's correct. Uh, I've seen him very, very disrespectful um, to people. I have friends that host him, hosted him on podcasts. I have, and, and this is something we should maybe talk about off the air too. But I've, it, it's, I'm, I think I'm, I'm going to show you a video after after this. That's actually shocking. Wow, very yeah. shocking. It's interesting, isn't it? Like how they always say, "Never meet your idols." Yeah, I. Uh, I, I've heard that as well, but then I met James Altucher and I was like, I literally said the opposite. I posted my Instagram story when it was released. It was like, and it was like him retweet, you know, sharing, yeah. uh, tweeting about it. Yeah. And, and and his like first thing on his profile. And then, and then it was like, and of course it said follows you as well. And I was like, I was literally like, meet your heroes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It, it's, I love that guy. I love him. I find it interesting with social media you know, well, not even just social media, because obviously when Robert Kiyosaki started, it wasn't all on social media, but no. it's like how your brand can just be so different to what it, what, who you actually are. It's like those people who rent the private jet for a shoot. It's ridiculous. Mm. It's yeah, insane. there's, I, as I've dug into this world and met more people in the quote unquote influencer space, whatever you guys think of that word, I've I've met people that are outstanding and live up to the hype. Yeah. And I've met people that are really pieces of human human pieces of garbage. Yeah. That uh, you know they and and they're like, I got the blue check. I got the blue check. I was on CNN. <laughs> like oh my gosh. And and some people people use it as an excuse to they treat others as inferior. I, I see it even and uh, and it's really quite disgusting. The, it's very easy to let fame 
fame fame <laughs> and credibility and these appearances and these mythical fake blue check marks like get to your head yeah really is yeah absolutely but that's that's the problem because you know what really are they doing to make an impact and also in their own lives as well it's like do they sort of like have a business do they have anything going on mm. oftentimes not really so much and i don't know it's a shame because it's very easy to paint a picture but that's when i think it, it's also really important for us as the consumer to do our own due diligence because like if you're not if you're just you know treating it all as reality right. and if you're not necessarily thinking like what is really going on you don't really you never know mm -hmm. so you need to make sure that as a consumer scrolling social media the whole time you're being careful about what you what you it's not that what you understand it's not like what you it's how you perceive it you know mm -hmm. you're seeing like one percent of someone's life not even right way less than that and it can i'm trying to think the word i was gonna i was thinking of the word blinding it could be it's just not the full picture exactly that's it yeah that's yeah so you have to take it for a grain, exactly what it is a grain of salt mm. so you were in university in the uk yes right and so very much the same experience though from what i'm hearing over here in america what i'm going through in the university system and yeah. just learning things that are not of relevance in 2019 uh you know i've been a marketing major i've been an entrepreneurship major i've been an accounting major i've been a finance they have an major. entrepreneurship major oh it's a joke it's like it's a joke that's why uh, i do uh, it because it's a path of least resistance you know it's like a fair enough it's pretty much like take a bunch of random classes like psychology and this that the other thing that have nothing to do with your major and then take four classes in entrepreneurship your last semester and then we'll call it an entrepreneurship major that you graduated with. It's so a little bit weird. they get you to build a degree, uh, to build a friggin' business or anything? I, uh, no. <laughs> that is insane. No. Wait, are the lecturers business owners? What's that? Are the lecturers, like, the teachers business owners? There's a few, but the majority, no. You know, it's, it's that all, was all it's really they're not me. Yeah, they're not teaching the things that they've done themselves. And you yeah. find the same thing. Exactly. And that's why, like, personally, I'm so committed to doing that. Like, you know, how at the beginning you were like, you coach coaches on how to start and scale an online coaching business. That's because, like, that's what that's what I've done, you know? Yeah. That's what I know best yeah. how to do. And so it's like when you, you know, you help, you're helping people with their podcasts and things like that. Like, I've heard you talk about, like, your freebies and stuff, which mm. people should definitely go download, right? Oh, my gosh, Lauren. I just got my free course today. My video guy delivered me a full, like, hour-long course yeah, yeah, on yeah. podcasting. Amazing. And building a business around your podcast. I'll have to give you a little sneak peek of it. Hell, yeah. It is so fantastic. I, I don't know the exact link that it's going to be yet, but just go to jordanparis.com slash PU. Amazing. I know you, you're passionate. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate your teamwork. <laughs> anyway, uh, you, you were talking. About yeah. So like you've built an insane podcast, right? Like mm. you've had the most incredible guests on. So now you're teaching podcasting. It makes sense. Why the hell mm. did we go to university where we're put in a room in a business degree with lecturers and professors who have never had their own business it makes absolutely no sense and in fact i think it's unfair on the students because okay. they're not getting the real information that they actually need yeah. we're being taught things such as oh my god i was taught like behavioral organization in my degree what's that mean 
Exactly. <laughs> so it's like talking about the 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 organization structure in massive companies. They never talked about startups. They never talked talk to us about how when you are you know starting out, you need to then be able to adapt and not because at the beginning your workers need to be flexible. Your team members they need to be able to adapt. It's not like when you've scaled, you have like multi, like loads of levels of management who report to one another, who report to one another, who report to one another. It's like they didn't teach us that. They simply just taught the the very end, and it's like just conditioning people to go into one of these big companies and climb their way up. That was just one of the examples, and so yeah. So I was studying on business. It was supposedly the UK's number one business degree, and so. At this point, I already had my own business. I was mm. online fitness coaching, yeah. and I was selling fitness eBooks and things like that. That's our other similarity, by the way. Fitness. Yeah. We'll yeah. Yeah. Later. No, I can tell from your oh. training. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I was a personal trainer. I had an online oh, pres- you, fitness business. As well, I did yeah. not know that. that was, and then I pivoted just like you. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Wow. But you. So you were. You were well, going we'll through talk this about that school. on my podcast. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Okay. So you were going through school, and you had, uh, and and you had this business. Right, exactly, and it just frustrated me that what I was learning in class wasn't what I needed to implement right. in my business. Right. There was just like a massive mismatch, and it was interesting because the majority of people who go on that program are entrepreneurs, and it just didn't make sense. And so that was when I was just like, you know what, I've done one year, I can't do more. So essentially, what happened was I found out that the final year, so it was a four-year degree. I think all of the ones in America are four years, but in yeah, the UK, yeah, supposed to be, but people graduate in like six. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think the number here is like thirty-eight percent of people graduate in four years. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, I have no idea. So it's normally longer. Yeah. That is so bizarre. So if I, mean, I was you're normally supposed, three, hundred twenty credits, fifteen credits per semester, two semesters per year. I mean, it's supposed to be four. I never but. even like bothered to figure out that whole credit thing. Like I just <laughs> didn't even try because I was like, screw this. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so my my final year was supposed to be like a group project where you, I think you do sort of like consulting pretty much, which is kind of cool, oh. right? Like it's actually legit. Doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. You're putting in the work and. When I found out that it was a group project, though, I just was like, nah. How come? I really hate doing things like that because everyone makes me do all the work. Always. <laughs> In I, school, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, because like, I'm naturally going to like pull things forward and organize things and like figure things. Mm. I'm sure you're probably the same. It's just like I always understand like what needs to be done. I get it, yeah. and it makes sense to me like that. Whereas when I'm trying to like talk things through with other people, even if I'm trying to, you know, I'm always so polite, but I'll just be like listening to them, trying to like in my head the whole, I have the answer, right? And they're just like talking things through, and they just can't figure it out. And so it's just it feels like a waste of my time. So I was like, okay, I know I know it's gonna be a group project. It just isn't gonna work for me. Mm. Like in that situation, I need to be in charge. Well, it's kind of like. Then I guess I mean the cliche. You're the five people, the average of the five people you surround yourself mm-hmm. with the most. You had, and you know, I I try to find risers in my life, like yes. people that are right, people that are above me. Yeah. That so that I'll kind of go, go up. up here, yeah. right? Yeah. But what's I guess what was happening to you is you had you were here and people were here and you were kind of like 
it was it was averaging out and well it's it's interesting because like a lot of people were really smart on my degree like they were really intelligent people when it came to things such as accounting and when it came to things such as i don't know law they were they were intelligent which is i i wasn't you know like i did well in school i got Mm -hmm. like a's and all that because i put in the work yeah but at the same time like stuff like that doesn't really come naturally to me but when it comes to just figuring things out like in life i just get it and that's what i find really interesting i was listening to this podcast oh gosh i can't for the life of me remember who it was because i would love to be able to give give the credit but oh it was russell branson actually oh, okay. and so i don't necessarily agree fully with this whole analogy but the concept is amazing so he was saying how a grade students are typically the people because they're you know they're they're intelligent they're smart like they they understand sort of like systems so they're normally the doers mm-hmm. right in a business they're normally the ones like actually building the website or doing the bookkeeping right. or all that the bigger students he was saying is like they're normally just like the people in school who are like pretty chill like you know they're friends with everyone like they're managers mm-hmm. right and then he was saying, like, the C-grade students are normally the one owning the company. Yeah. And I was funny. like, that is so true. I mean, you know, at the same time, like, it's kind of not true because I did well in school. Yeah. But, like, and I'm sure you probably did as well. And, like, a lot of people who do well in school do end up becoming, like, the entrepreneur. But at the same time, I, I think for the most part, you think about some of the most successful people, Richard Branson, like, so many people who sucked at school. And now they're the ones who are like doing the best in business. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, you had you had the great uh, you had options, right? Like mm. you had you had your future invested in more than one bucket, so to say. True. Yeah. Like you had, you know, you could have fallen back on a degree and gotten the piece of paper, uh, but you also had a business going on that I assume you started focusing more and more on, and then you dropped out at what age? So I dropped out at 19. So essentially what happened Uh was my first... Oh, no, 20. Dropped out at 20. Because my first year... So it was only two years ago. My first year, um, obviously just normal, like, university stuff. Then for the second year, for the first half, you had to do a placement. So I was actually working at an influencer marketing agency. Mm. And so... I mean, it was great because I was able to, like, assign all of the campaigns to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> it was like sponsored Instagram posts and stuff. So I did pretty well while I was working there. Mm. But at the same time, I was just like, oh, I have to work here for, I think it was like, I think it was either three or six months. I don't remember. And I got like six weeks in and I was just like, I can't, I just can't work for someone else. Like Michael says, he's yeah. proudly unemployable. I'm the same. Yes. And so at that point, I made a commitment to myself that I would never work for someone else again. And I think making those commitments to yourself it's so important. Yeah. So important. It's like I just made this post on Instagram and so many people are, people are going to think, what a dick. But I, I made a commitment to myself that when I take a long haul flight, I'm never going to fly economy again. Mm. I made mm. that commitment to myself. And it's like doing those small things is what really makes the difference. It really is. And so it's so easy to go back on your decisions unless you've made that commitment to yourself. Now you need to make sure that the reason why you're making the commitment is so important, like it's so important to you. I agree. And so I could have easily pushed like and deferred my my university, Mm -hmm. right? 
And I did it for a year because I, I had a full back option. And then after that first year, I was like, I am not doing that again because I need to fully commit that I'm 100% not going back. Yeah. So that was only a few months ago. I was never going to go back. But in the back of my mind, it was like this plan B, just in case everything failed. And that's what everyone wants. They want this plan B. But what is the point in having a plan B? If you know what you want and you can put in the work to get there, I don't get it. And like, there's no point in having that plan B. Absolutely. And very, uh, just another similarity. It's like we're the same it's person, crazy, but, isn't it? but and on how opposite sides purple. of the globe. Is your brand color purple? Yeah, it is. Same. Yeah. It's so weird. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I just realized that too. How crazy That's is that? Crazy, it's yeah. mad. But the other similarity was, uh, gosh, there's something you said. About, oh, oh, yeah. How, uh, yeah, you made that decision to yeah. never work for anyone ever again. And you, you, you literally said it verbatim pretty much the way that I say it. And, you know, I worked at this restaurant from 16 to 18 and a half. And by the end of it, I got, you know, I got promoted to server. And, uh, but from 16 to 18, when I was a, even when I was a bus, boy, I was making like $15 an hour. Like this was a nice ish restaurant, yeah. you know? So like what I was making doing? cleaning dishes. Yeah. Not I cleaning dishes, but like oh. bussing the tables off. Right. Uh, I, putting I, the dishes the dishes. The, uh-huh. I, I cleaned them. Wow. So okay. that's, a t- that's a tough job. So I was, you guys don't really have pubs here. How interesting Don't have is what? that? Pubs? Um, well, there's this place in Nap- Naples where I go called Pub. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, is it like an Irish pub? It is. Oh, of course. <laughs> that is so yeah. interesting. So we have pubs everywhere. Uh-huh. It's just like an English thing. Like you just go to the pub. Like instead of a bar, you go to a pub, right? Mm. So interesting. I never realized that before. Wow. Anyways, so... I was this pub, like, in, near my house. I used to live by the countryside. And basically, it was, like, the only thing nearby. Everything else was, like, a 15-minute drive. Oh. And so pretty much what happened was I was working there from the age of 16 because that's when you're allowed to start working in the UK. Yes. Age 16, I was... So there's the pub where there's obviously serving food and there's, like, the kitchen and then there's, like, this back room, right? They don't have a dishwasher. They just have a massive sink. And it's so cold out there so cold because my birthday's in january so the moment i turned january i wanted to start working and so i wanted to make my own money you know yeah and so so i've always hated like spending like my parents would give me money to go shopping like 20 pounds or like that's like 30 dollars or something and like i would just never spend it because i just felt weird about i just had this weird feeling i don't know and so anyways i get this job and it is horrendous like i'm literally freezing cold shivering the whole time the smell. I can still smell yeah. it right now. This, like, food just, like, in your... It, like, goes into your pores and into your soul. <laughs> and it's just, like, the worst thing. Yeah. But that really gave me a lot of resilience. It really did. And so, at that point, yeah, I ended up quitting that. And then I left that job for a bit. I went and worked at a hotel, which was, like, this really nice hotel. I had to wear, like, a, a neck scarf thing. Mm. Like, they were on planes because um, it was, like, a super posh place. But then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I decided to go back to the other, the other one, because mm-hmm. um, I they did they dismissed me from there because I wanted to on New Year's Eve I didn't want to stay the whole night so they just like sort of dismissed me and never asked me to go back so I don't know if I got I don't know if that counts as getting fired but my next job I actually got fired so um, I decided to be a waitress in that yeah. restaurant where I was cleaning the it's, it's tough. the dishes well I got fired because I wasn't passionate about it. How ridiculous is that? Yeah. How can you be passionate about waiting tables? Yeah. Well, you could be a real 
people person, which I feel like I, I, I've said, I've said now, even though I made that, I got out of that restaurant, and I made the commitment, I'll never work for anyone ever again. Uh, I've said, said never again. And uh, even though, like, because at that time when I was a server, I got promoted to a server and I did it for like two months before I flamed out and was just horrible at it. <laughs> I was full on awkward person. I was not even recovering awkward person yet. Like I was, I can't imagine that. And no, I just, I, I was socially inept. And hmm. so just a lot of botched interactions, really uncomfortable. And you know, they're, they're like looking at me like I'm this crazy young guy that has no idea what he's doing. And I just, I didn't even, I didn't even quit. I didn't get fired. I literally just st- started working less and less. So like, as far as I know, I'm still employed. <laughs> <laughs> That's so yeah. Funny. So, so I feel so similar, similar there too. So you, so you quit your, you quit your, you drop out of school, you quit your job, right? Yeah. Well, it's all happened in a weird order. This is the issue with my mm. life. <laughs> it's just all jumbled because I went at the age of 18. I went and worked in asset management, so investment management. How do you get that job at 18 in the UK? Yeah, interesting. People always think my dad got it for me, but my dad never worked in banking. He um, actually is an estate agent. Um, Realtor, as you guys say. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, so pretty much what happened was um, for some reason, I like I loved the idea of putting on my suit taking the train and going up to London every day to work in some massive company. I loved that idea. I thought it'd be so cool. I thought it'd be so nice if I was like wearing my suit, looking all smart, going to meetings. Like I I just loved the concept, which is hilarious in hindsight. Like, oh my God, putting on a suit makes me want to cry. But anyway, so I I, I just decided, right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go work in a job. I'm going to do it straight after school I'm, I'm gonna do it like mm-hmm. I, I set my mind on it this always happens when I want something like it's happening I set my mind on it and it's gonna happen no, nothing is gonna my tunnel vision nothing is stopping me. that's like uh, you know Natalie Jill yeah I know of her. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I talked to her I guess it was less than a week ago she's she's the same way you reminded right. me of her when you said that she, she's a she makes a decision person. and goes yeah yeah interesting yeah <laughs> and so I committed to, right, I'm going to find this job. I'm going to, it's going to happen. So I was like Googling everything. Like I always, you know how like, I don't know if you know who Marie Folio is, but she she always says like everything is figure outable. (laughs) And it's so true, right? And so I found this thing called like, in England it's called like the Investment 2020 Scheme, Mm. trying to get school leavers and graduates into asset management. So I was like, cool, I'll apply for that. Went to the the, uh, assessment day. So we had to go to like a few. Everyone around me was at least 25. They all had masters in investment and like business, finance and all that. And I was like, well, at least I got the experience. I get a phone call like a few weeks later and they invited me to go for like a final interview mm-hmm. with like all of the managers. And so I went and they, yeah, they, they invited me to have the job. I think it was because I was young at 18. I think it's because they knew they could condition me into their ways. Uh, to be a corporate drone. A hundred percent. Just <laughs> live for the company. Just do everything they yeah. wanted. And so. Uh, so many people already fall into that trap. I know because it feels so good. To be like, you're the youngest person we've ever employed. This massive company is like the equivalent of you guys have like the Fortune 500. It's mm-hmm. like the equivalent of that. And I was like, this is so cool, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah. I think it was around, so I was supposed to stay 12 months and they actually invited me to stay like in, in, in like 
into the long term. Um, my salary was going to be like 40 grand a year. So that's mm-hmm. what, like $50,000, age 19 at the time that they offered me that. But anyway, so I think it was like after three months, I was just like, nah, this, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't do this. My parents told me that we've lost the Lorraine that we used to know because I was just so unhappy mm. and I had no energy for life. And I was snappy. I was a horrible person at that time. I was not myself. I was like evil. Yeah. I was literally horrendous. Yeah. And the only thing that made me happy is like, I was in this job every day, like going to do these mundane, meticulous, like monotonous tasks, same thing every single day at the same time. And I go on my phone when I went to the toilet or something, sneak it in my pocket, go on my phone. And like, I would just have my social media where I was building this audience in the fitness industry. And it just like felt so good. And so I was told in December, you're gonna get a bonus. Apparently like the bonuses were a few thousand. And so I was like, yeah, at this point I was still pretty motivated by money. And I was like, yeah, oh my gosh, a few extra thousand, like awesome, I really want that. And so I decided to stay until December, even though I really, really wanted to quit in like Mm. at least October. I started, I think, in September. So yeah, even in just a month then I wanted to quit. And then December goes by, January goes by, no bonus. And then I found out that it happens in April at the end of the tax year. I was like, well, it's two months left. I just arming and arming. My dad was like, you need to stay in this job. My dad thought it was like the best thing that ever happened to me. Cause like I mentioned, he was a realtor (laughs) and, um, he always wanted to, he always in hindsight, like looked back and wished he went into banking cause he knew that you can make loads of money there. My dad like has that traditional mindset where it's like, let's make loads of money, like all like that. And so basically I decided to stay and I handed in my notice the day after I got my bonus. And so I ended up leaving on the 1st of April. So obviously April Fool's Day. <laughs> and uh, I was like, uh, this and she ain't joking. is a freaking joke. And so, <laughs> yeah, I just remember leaving the office, like looking up. I remember it so clearly. I was like listening to some podcast at the time, probably like Tony Robbins or something. Yeah. I was like, I had my headphones on. Like I looked up into the sky and just the sun was just, I can still see it. And like my eyes just started like watering. Oh my God, it's giving me goosebumps as I think about it. It was just like, the best moment I've yeah. ever, it's a moment that I'll never forget, yeah. that I'll never forget. I have goosebumps everywhere. And um, and then I remember like straight after that, I got my personal training qualification and started online coaching immediately. And then, so that was in April. Then in October, I started at university and that was my first year. And then, yeah, everything happened. I love. In that weird order. I love that, those, those moments, those memories where I, I, I say to people when I'm trying to describe something sometimes, I'm like, like, listen, I literally have a picture in my head of, yeah. like, I, I, could, I could put myself there. Yes. You, and you even just put me there. Like, like, you see the power of that? Like, you remembering the picture? Like, I started, as I was, like, looking at you, I was, like, I was, but I was really, like, seeing in my eyes something completely different. I was, like, 100%. looking up. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Like, I'd love to be able to, like, see into your brain to see what you're seeing. But it just shows the power of storytelling. Right. I think that's so, why podcasts are so, so powerful because here's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, story storytelling is everything. Like, I am obsessed with storytelling. It's every single good piece of, you know, anything is based upon a story. And this is, I think, a trap that it's really easy to fall into when you're someone who does have a podcast or you're a content creator, a business owner. Mm. You always want to be like, here's the strategy. Here's what to do. Here's the steps. And I actually found that when I was doing that, I became so obsessed with doing it 
my audience disengaged because mm. it was like boring to listen to. You'll probably notice if you, do you know who Steve Larson is. No. Um, he used to work for ClickFunnels okay. with Russell. His podcast, like, and Russell's, and all the people like who are crushing it. Everything is about stories. Mm. It's like they take they take a lesson and put it into a story. And so that's something that I'm really like obsessed with because obviously a lot of my clients, like a large part of what I help them with is that social media. And so I just tell them like, just take a small moment that's happening in your life and just wrap it in, just tell the story. You don't need to tell the start to finish. Just one small part. Like, oh my God, I just did it then. I literally just did it then. I was like, my, yeah. with my clients. I didn't just say, you just need to take a small part of your life and... Blah, blah, blah. Nobody likes to be told what to do. Exactly. Stories captivate people. Yeah. And when when you have their attention, then they are more open and receptive to teachings. And, 100%. And but it's more, it's more absorbable. The teachings are more absorbable. Exactly. Than the because stories. they've transported themselves into the narrative. Right. They see themselves as, it's not just they see themselves, they feel, they taste, mm-hmm. they touch. It's everything. And so that is something which I feel that just because of the way we're taught in school, we aren't good at. Yeah. We ramble. We just keep talking about random crap the whole yeah. time. And this is problematic because I feel that, I don't know, it just means that people can't communicate their message effectively. Because mm-hmm. storytelling is what allows that. Yeah. Things you, I, I like to be a student of the story. Like even you know, in the rare times I watch TV, like there's mm. so... Uh, I'll admit that there's this show I've been watching on Netflix. I, I, what I, is it? I'm like, I'll tell you, but I, I'm usually, I'll preface it with, I, like people that watch Netflix, like they're losers, you know, they're lazy. But uh, I was with my, you know, I was at the boys at lacrosse camp last month and, and someone mentioned something and was like, oh my God, I got to show, show you this show. And it ended up being this show called Royal Pains about, it's like a doctor show, concierge doctor in the Hamptons, New York, which we're actually actually relatively close to. Mm. Uh, gorgeous area. And so I've I've watched, I'm on like season four now. Oh, that's like, a lot of seasons. I know, I know, but I'm I'm picking up, I'm like being a student of the story. I'm so captivated by it, number one. But like by the second season, I start noticing just the different elements that the, it's just masterful storytelling mm, the, yeah, yeah. the macro stories throughout an entire season throughout multiple seasons that they have going on the micro stories within the episode then they have them kind of reappear at certain yeah, points and then yeah. and the hooks that they leave uh that they leave us yeah. on in certain scenes and then the big hook at the end the, the hooks at the end of the season i've become a student of yeah, the you story learn a lot. exactly that's the thing i'm the same like i i actually hate tv I, I just yeah. find it boring. I call it the income reduction box. <laughs> that is brilliant. And here that I am hilarious. watching it. <laughs> no, but whenever like I watch it, I'm always on my laptop doing something at the same time. Yeah. I like really cannot focus. Like it, it really annoys certain people in my life. But um, the thing is, I know exactly what you mean. Like I've now started to, if I watch something, mm-hmm. try and figure out like, what can I take from this to actually like implement rather than just like watching it with your brain off, yeah. try and w- watch it and learn something. And yeah, like the great, all the great movies and things, like they're incredible. Mm-hmm. The way they think through every single small yeah. little thing. And so, yeah, I mean, I just- Screenwriting's quite the talent. Yeah, yeah. I think actually something that's really interesting to listen to, and I think it again, again, it was Michael who shared this with me, is like stand-up comedy. 
you learn yeah. so much about storytelling from uh, that. Yeah, it's interesting. If you just like watch some on YouTube, uh-huh. yeah, I like uh, it blows I like Joe mind. Rogan's specials on Netflix. His stand up comic. I've never comedy. really been he, in, too into him. I just don't know anything about him. Oh, he's funny. I love. Yeah, him. I'll have to watch some. But uh, I want to talk about and the reason you got into fitness because I know there's a whole thing, a whole yeah. story behind that so tell me about your you know why you got into fitness yeah so when i was when i so i started my instagram at 16 right Mm -hmm. and so this was before then yeah i was that old too yeah Yeah, so that was for me six years crazy Uh and so i already had another instagram but like i'll go into that in a sec and so i was actually overweight for my height so i'm like five foot four do you guys Mm -hmm. do feet uh yeah centimeters yeah, of course okay yeah in europe they do centimeters how weird is that but yeah well obviously we're in europe but well not anymore but that's another thing so um oh you don't live there anymore no 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 brexit oh yeah so like britain left the european union oh okay. we're still in the continent europe though so right, right, right. anyways so i was overweight for my height and hmm. um i was just significantly bigger than my friends and so i knew I don't know, I just, I was unhappy with my body. Like, I just hated how I looked in the mirror. I was just, yeah, it's just, you know, all those feelings, like, when you just aren't in the, you don't have something that you want or whatever. Yeah. So I was just so insecure. I was, like, unconfident. And basically, I just remember seeing this photo one time of me and my friend, and I, I was just, like, double the size of her. And I just remember also, like, the next day stepping on the scales, and I just remember seeing this number that was higher than ever. I was like, I need to do something about this. So I just went on Google, how to lose weight, and everything that I'm seeing is just, like, you need to burn more calories than you're eating every day. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, that's easy. I'm going to get a gym membership. And I started going to the gym. Oh, my gosh, I forgot. Oh, my gosh, I I just realized Mm. at that exact moment something that I totally forgot. It's like... There was a gym in my school that they just built. And it was the first time I ever went in the gym. Literally like a couple months before I decided to lose weight. And um, at that time, I decided that I would study for... So at 16 years old, 15 years old, sorry, you have to pick these things that you're going to study for like that time of your life. Mm -hmm. So I decided to pick PE, physical education, as one of mine just so I would lose weight. How crazy. So I remember, yeah, like before I got the gym membership, I started going to the school gym on the cross trainer just for a little bit. But then I was like, right, I really need to lose weight now. And so I started... um, Weren't people like making fun of you too? Yeah, people were making fun of me. Yeah, yeah. So basically I was... So when you're going through puberty, like, you know, you've got a bit of a shiny face. Mm. And because I was obviously a bit overweight and had a shiny forehead, all the guys in my year were calling me Mackie D's. They were literally calling me Mackie D's. And huh. that was just before I joined another school. The people who were at the new school were calling me that. You can imagine how that made me feel like I didn't want to go to that school. My parents like wanted me to go to that school because it was the best one academically. And it was just horrendous. And so, yeah, they were just picking on me and it was just rough. So, yeah, that was another one of the reasons why I decided to lose weight. And so, yeah, I started um, burning on the cross trainer 500 calories a day. And I started eating 300 calories a day because I thought That's that. a little low. So for <laughs> anyone who doesn't know anything like about nutrition, think about like one 
one salad is like 300 calories. Yeah. That's literally it. Like, or like one friggin' protein bar. One and a half protein bars. Mm -hmm. So. Protein bars are glorified candy bars anyway. Exactly. They do taste bloody good though. So, (laughs) anyway, so I lost weight rapidly, rapidly, rapidly. And I got to a stage where, you know, in six months I was skinny. That happened so fast because I was eating nothing. It's so dangerous. Like anyone listening, do not do that. It's so bad for you because here's what happened. I then got to the stage where I started having panic attacks every day. And um, I was diagnosed with panic disorder by the doctors. And I was put on beta blockers because it slows down your heart rate because mm-hmm. my physical symptoms of anxiety were so bad. Like I couldn't right. last a full day in high school because I was having panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Like I literally thought I had a, was had a problem with my heart. Watch like shallow breathing, heartbeat a little fast. I was having heart palpitations all the time. Mm-hmm. And then what would happen was it would be like I started to whenever I started to feel dizzy, I thought I was going to faint because obviously I was feeling dizzy because I was eating like nothing. And so then when I started to feel faint, my heart started beating real fast like and then I started yeah, my I couldn't breathe. I was like I, there's been so many occasions where I've literally been like, <laughs> and I doing it now makes me feel weird because mm. it just brings back those memories. But like, I just like couldn't breathe, and like I'd be shaking and I would just be so weak, and then I'd go into this state where I was just like crazy. I was like pacing around. I was like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, and then I'd be like freaking out, and I literally thought I was gonna die. Like I genuinely thought I was had having a problem in my heart. Mm. And so I had like these heart monitor things done and everything and there was nothing wrong with me. But I was just, it was just because I mentally like I had, you know, I pushed my body so far that it was just so bad. It was just so dangerous. And so that's why I became so obsessed with not, with getting into fitness and properly and doing it in a healthy way to show other people how not to do it. Right. You know, I wanted to show people the right way to do it, that it doesn't need to be extreme. And so, yeah, I mean, it was it was a bad time. Like, And so, yeah, then I figured out, like, that you need to actually feel your body and strength training is going to yes. allow you to become stronger, both physically and mentally. And that's how I got started with this whole thing because I, I made a fitness Instagram at 16 so that I could connect with other women who were also into lifting weights because there were, like, none in the UK. Oh. Now it's so common, but, like, mm-hmm. none. And that's how I got into it. And people started following me because I was sharing value. And I was just being helpful rather than just like posting photos on my butt the whole time. Yeah. Well, actually, you made it, you you had the most hilarious caption. The other day. The other day. uh, I read it here. It's 2019 and the algorithm so bad that posting your ass is the only way to let your audience know that you have a business and self-development podcast that'll change their lives <laughs> i saw that and i was like someone said it because women are being positively reinforced to just post ass shots over and over and over and over again because yeah. that's quite literally what they get positively reinforced for it like doubles or triples the likes oh my gosh literally 10 times is it yeah Yeah. it's ridiculous like that's why it's so easy to grow i should try it yeah there we go just do one like to sort of like mock it i think it will do really well yeah like i always want to say like take the piss out of it because you guys don't say that here do you take the piss not really do you know what i never heard the 
I've never heard. It's so. It's really annoying because I always say it on podcasts for some reason. Because like the whole thing about like the guy, the guys in my year were like taking the piss out of me. Mm. But no one knows what it means. It just means like mocking, mm. just like bringing you down, you know. So yeah, like you should do that though. That would be hilarious. But it's true, and it's, it's really unfortunate because people Instagram is growing accounts that are sexualized, and yeah. it's not just girls. It's and they're all on guys. the explore tab. Exactly, that's it. Because I'm not in there. It keeps people on, you know. Like, why are people on Instagram for so long looking at photos of butts? You know, do right. your do your mind guessing. But it's like. People just, Instagram and other social platforms just want the things that are going to keep people consuming. Mm-hmm. Photos of butts, do that. Because there are many men, or women, you know, right. whatever, you, yeah. who like to look at these things. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, like, when I see someone's, like, amazing body, I'm like, whoa. And I stop, and I scroll oh, yeah. a little slower. For sure. It's just human nature. Because here's the thing, like, we are designed as people to reproduce. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And so that's why people, like, download dating apps and they just swipe for hours and hours and hours because it's that's addictive. That's a long time. Yeah. And it's time, yeah, it's time that's like being spent on, you know, unproductive things. But mm-hmm. it's just, it's human nature, isn't it? And it's a shame because like it really is, is for example, like in the fitness industry, it's very easy to grow your brand. But like what impact is it making if it's just sexualized photos? Mm. It's questionable, isn't it? It's questionable. Unless you're using it in order to really change people's lives and help them with self-love and things like that you know it's a photo with a caption that's really gonna change someone's life yeah unless it's that it's just not adding value i don't think absolutely Uh, i I just had an epiphany i'm so embarrassed to say that you know how we i was like i'm gonna let people know where to find you before we get started and we were like then we started talking about michael and solopreneur hour we totally forgot. We forgot. So, obviously, <laughs> you can tell by now, Lauren is awesome. Oh, and hilarious. you can find her at newonlinecoach.com, at Lauren Tickner on Instagram, and Impact School, the podcast that we've mentioned many times on um, on, uh, on so Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you, you, mean, you know where to find it. So, uh, one of the last things I want to talk about is I admire, to, just another similarity, you've built a business around your podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, and tell me tell me about how you've gone about doing that and how you help other people to do that. Not necessarily build a business around their podcast, but build a business around their passions. Yeah, business around the passion is, like, the most important thing to me because, like, I know what it feels like to be... I know what it feels like to be working in a job that you hate. I know what it feels like to also yeah be doing something that from the outside you're successful but on the inside you are not by any means like that was literally how I was when I was working in asset management because it's so easy to look in some into someone's life and see them in this well-respected company to see them you know when you're in that well-respected company they obviously can tell that you're getting paid well but It's just crazy how so many people believe that that is the definition of success, but that is not the definition of success. Everyone has their own unique definition of it. And for me, it's freedom and fulfillment. You know, I need to be doing some, I need to have freedom in what I'm doing. Yeah, what's freedom mean for you? For me, I think freedom is being able to wake up every single day with the people that I love, doing something that I love, that's making a meaningful impact on the world. That is really it for me. I enjoy that, yeah. It's just, it's because 
when it comes to if you're doing that money's just going to come naturally mm-hmm. the things you want are going to come naturally because you're going to have this vibe that oh, i don't know about the law of attraction like that's another thing we yeah. we just want to didn't we but like it's just well i think there's a strategy that goes into it too and i know exactly. you i know you you like this you you have a strategy exactly you exactly and so that's what freedom means to me and then um yeah i just really want to help other people be able to do something that matters to them because like life's too short mm. you know it's way too short so yeah like for my my brand and my podcast and my business and everything like i just want to help people realize like what's actually possible for them cuz so many people don't realize what is possible now thanks to the internet and they see these people and they idolize them and they just think like oh i'll never be able to get there but it can happen way faster than you think yeah. for example like one year ago we didn't even know each other exactly. you didn't even have what you're doing now like yeah. you know all of all of the success that you've had and it's just because people think it's so far away from them but it's not yeah. it really isn't that was was literally around the time period i messaged you was literally when i was first starting my podcast and i i had something like 9 downloads in that week yeah how crazy oh my gosh that, that's crazy isn't it? how far <laughs> how, but it's just like people don't understand what really they can achieve yeah and what's crazy is like i didn't even you, you don't know you literally don't know cuz like i didn't even see like talking to these people talking to you like i, I didn't even wasn't on my radar. It's not even yes, that is it, it literally I I was so passionate about it to your point and I kind of I I, I guess I attracted it a little yeah. bit. Uh Yeah, at I least agree. a little bit. I agree because like when you're doing something that you're so passionate about I was obsessed. Obsessed, yeah. Right. So it's going to happen like I'm the same. I'm literally the same. Like I was obsessed with fitness and people could see that through my content. I still am obsessed with fitness. But like people could see that through my content so it attracted them to me. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with helping people build their own online coaching company because it did so much for me. And because of that obsession that I have, it attracts people mm-hmm. to me. And it's like people probably compliment your energy all the time. Exactly. You know, exactly. But like it's not only that, like people can tell that you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Like I only know that's to be true because people have said that to me. Like I don't even know that I'm showing up in a way that isn't normal because I'm so obsessed with it. Yeah. So I just think like I was told when I was working in that job like you should never mix your passion and your hobby because you'll start to resent your hobby and it's something that so many people are told you should keep them separate. Mm-hmm. Why the hell would you keep them separate? Imagine waking up every single day being able to do something that you love. Us. Yeah, exactly having literally the decision like I today I woke up I'm supposed to be going to San Diego next week and I was just like you know what I might just stay in New York for a bit longer before I go back to London because I love it here and I feel like that's what I'm going to do I literally woke up this morning and I was like why don't I do that yeah. seems like a good decision for me and then I'm just like yeah maybe I could go like I was in my head I was like maybe I should go to Toronto for a bit maybe I should and I was having all these like ideas and I was like how cool is this that I actually am able to have these ideas because like when I was working in corporate that would never have even crossed my mind because it's not possible and that's the problem you have to be back at work on Monday yeah exactly but that's that's the problem though because like because it's not possible right now people think that it's never going to be possible yeah. but that's just fundamentally not true because things change like that's the beauty of life and so yeah 
working on something that you're passionate about that's meaningful to you, the money's just going to come naturally. Mm-hmm. It's just an important thing for people to realize. Well, Lauren, this has been a fantastic conversation. Again, people can find you at newonlinecoach.com. Uh, it's a it's a really good website, number one. And you're, t- you're telling me about newonlinecoach.com, what you're doing there. Yeah, so that was just a domain I bought so that like in ads and stuff, I can just go, if you want to become an online coach, go to newonlinecoach.com. Um, but the company is actually Impact School. And then the program itself, to be fair, like, Everyone is now knowing it to be new online coach, so I may change it to that. Yeah. But right now it's called Impact Your Online Business. Um, and yeah, it's helping people start their own online coaching company in eight weeks. And so my methodology is like... You have so many testimonials, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, just like a few of them. Because yeah. like if we put too many on, it will just be spammy and yeah. like... It you have just a community. Ridiculous. It's great. Exactly, yeah. It's a like... It's so cool. I go on my um, message requests on Instagram and it's just like my clients just like tagging me saying like we love the support and everything. And it's really interesting because like I became really obsessed with the whole business model of online courses and selling online courses because I was like this is amazing. It's like you know I'm being able to help people and I'm not having to like I, I build the course once and then all that and like it's it's done. But you sort of sell an online course and then you know, you don't feel the impacts mm. of what you're actually creating in someone's life because you're not working with them hands-on. And I had a Facebook group and everything. Like, I was doing everything right, you know. And I was doing well with the online courses, but I decided to actually switch back because I was like, I'm teaching online coaching. Like, why am I not doing online coaching? It doesn't make sense. That was for a short period of time. And so, like I said earlier, I want to practice what I preach. And so I decided to switch the business model back to online coaching coaching the coaches who are going to be coaches you know mm-hmm. and um i brought on a team who do the coaching for me um are in the continuity program after the eight weeks i do some of the coaching myself but like i'm in the facebook group commenting back to things you know but like because i made that switch and to actually work with people hands-on the stories i'm getting tagged in by my clients every single day is insane because that's exactly it people want community People want to feel supported. And so, yeah, like for anyone listening right now, if I'm to say like the business model that I used to think was best, even three months ago was online courses, but now my whole world has been changed. Yeah. And it's the coaching, it's a build a course and then do coaching alongside it. Mm. Your life will change. Their lives will actually change. Because I went into my uh, thing where I host my courses and like, some people were completing 100%, but, like, very few people. And the majority of people were completing under 50. Yeah. And I had amazing... I had a whole mini chat, like, to deliver them Facebook messages, check in with them, like, tons of accountability. They weren't completing. And I don't know about you, but I want to actually change people's lives. And high-ticket online coaching is the way to do that. It's, it's not necessarily the course. Like, courses are amazing. But oh, there's, there's only a select group of people, like... You or I, if we went on an online course, we would kill it because like we're com- fully committed. But people who are still in that like contemplation phase, like you know, they need the support and the accountability. And it's really interesting. Like people don't mention the program that goes alongside. Like you know, they mention the support, they mention the accountability, they mention the course, and it's really interesting because mm-hmm. like it's just you know like that, that whole thing in marketing like you have to break and rebuild people's beliefs yeah. i just literally did that to myself through just changing my business model i le- my old beliefs are gone and now i'm just like damn why was i not doing this 
since the get-go. I commend you for that, and I acknowledge you for building this great community and changing people's lives. And to my listeners, if you want to break out of the default path and create this freedom and fulfillment that we've been talking about the entire episode that Lauren and I are loving in our lives right now, newonlinecoach.com, at Lauren Tickner on Instagram, and Impact School, the podcast. I would recommend even listen, listen to the first one I listened to. Scroll all the way back and listen to the one with Casey Adams. I don't, was it the first 10 episodes maybe? Yeah, or? so like I, I did this whole thing where I took down all those old ones and I like re-put them back. Yeah, 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 because I changed the name. Uh, and darn. and like and when I started out, the podcast didn't have as much sort of like direction and clarity than what I wanted. I really wanted to make sure the podcast was like very strategy like step by step like informative high high value and i just found sometimes like i'd get these big names on and like you know that episode isn't one of them but like i would have certain people come on the show and just because they were a big name like they didn't want to share like they didn't want to share value and it was just like a meaningless conversation and uh that's not really my thing well the new and improved one impact school (laughs) Check that one there out. There we go. Listen with Steve Weatherford. That one's really good. Yeah. You guys awesome. did it outside too. I like that. Yeah, it was a good vibe. Yeah. So, Lauren, thank you so much. My final question is if you could teach a course at a university. I know you have a course. Of yeah, course. yeah. Of course I said. Of course I have a course. <laughs> uh, if you could teach a course at a university, though, a course of your creation or otherwise, what would it be? Would it be the same thing that you teach now or something else that you would implement into the university system? Into the university system would be different than what I actually teach now. Uh I would teach people how to think. Yeah, I think like that's the most important thing. People need to know how to think and how to actually put work in. Because right now, we right now we don't. It's like we aren't ever taught how to learn. Yeah. We aren't ever taught how to think. How to think for ourselves. Yeah. We aren't ever taught how to actually do. We're taught how to read a book and then pass an exam. And so I think that when you can think about how you're thinking, because your thoughts create your feelings, which create your actions, which create your results, right? Like Brooke Castillo always talks about that. Mm -hmm. She owns like the life coach school. She's awesome. And, but that's just a, that's just a human nature thing. Like that, that just is a law of the universe. Right. And so if you can learn how to think and change your feelings, which change your actions, which changes your results. So I think learning how to think is like the most important thing. Um, Dean Jackson, you know, Joe Polish, Dean Jackson, um, all of them, they always talk about it. And it's just like, when you can really think about how you're thinking, why you're thinking that way, how to change your thoughts, oh my God, changes your world. Lauren Tickner, you rock. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's been great. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of Growth Mindset University, the podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, all I ask is that you share it out to your friends, family, etc., on your Instagram story and tag me and our guest today. And don't forget to message our guest as well so that you build your network as you listen and learn with this podcast. 
And if you really believe that hearing the message of growth is important to the world and you want to help others find our show and you're not satisfied with just taking a screenshot and sharing this on your Instagram story, well, I've got good news for you. You can go the extra mile in helping spread this message of growth. You can leave us an honest rating and review in Apple Podcasts. We have over 200 ratings right now and it has made a gigantic difference for this show, not only helping people find the show, but getting awesome guests. Thank you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn and grow to give.